Hi, and welcome to the 94th edition of Keen Minds. We're covering NBC's The Blacklist. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And this is episode 7, or I'm sorry, season 7, episode 10, Katarina Rostova. Number 3. Is that our top people... ranked? That's huh? our top ranked now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, she's followed by Kit Kaplan. We have a space... And then we have the Osterman Umbrella Company and Tom Key, followed by Berlin. I think Tom was rated 7 simply because for 007. I'm... No, it's more complicated <laughs> than that. I'm sure it's more complicated, but it, you have to admit, that's a pretty fun <laughs> fun number to give him for that. It is. It is. Tom Bond is a very good number to give him. Um What's your general feel about the episode before we go into everything? Um, I feel like I should warn everybody. I've been sick all week, and so I have watched it twice, both within kind of a daze. <laughs> and so, uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, it, it was a fun run, and uh, I I had a lot of things that I enjoyed about it. Um, I really, I actually have something sort of positive to say about park <laughs> when okay. we get to her or do i want to mm -hmm. just jump in now no we can get one when we get to her i just wanted to get to your, your feel your general feel for for the episode because I, it had been hyped so much um, i see it was hyped but i wasn't on the hype train because honestly everything they were saying about it i just went okay so it's another fall finale all right so liz and red are at odds that's nothing new. You guys aren't shocking me here. And I wasn't really surprised with her taking Blonde Cat's side at the end of it. Oh, no. I, I was so expecting. Yeah, this is the first time for me that I find myself. I, I've been a, a staunch uh, defender of Liz and understanding where she's coming from. And, I, and then from a character perspective, I do understand what she's coming from. But I, but I gotta say, this time it was like I cannot believe this. This is too much. How many times are you going to do this? Is it every member of your family you do this? Where's her proof that this is actually Katerina? I mean, that that's kind of where I was with it. And I'm I your love mother. After, after she well, led her all the stuff, just like she did with Dom, and then she's like, "You're my mother." Did you? And it's like. When when she told it's, Katerina like you you shot your father, Katerina's eyes were like, oh yeah, I know I'm gonna get alive out of this one. Well, I mean, it's it's like she'd already made up her mind that the woman from Paris was Katerina Rostova, and so she went in there as soon as she saw it and realized it was the nanny that the nanny was there to reconnect with her daughter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Liz went in there and. With her mind already, yeah, her mind was already made up on who she was. So all Blonde Cat had to do, whether she is Katarina, whether she isn't, all she had to do was let her come to that and then just go, but I'm your mother, you wouldn't hurt me, would you? I mean, even to the point with, oh, so my handler just knocked you on the back of the head. He shouldn't have done that. And I had to gag you. I mean, gaslighting much? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it... And, and, but usually um, I can understand and I can say, hey, wait a minute, people, you have to look at things from this perspective. And I can't look at things from this, this perspective and see that she's really desperate to connect with her mother. At the same time, there's a part of me that says, woman, I mean, you did this with every person that has come along the way. She should have learned something from Kirk. Yeah. That's that's really what it boils down to for me. And and I love Liz. I just I want her to learn and to take a breath. I mean, this woman, yeah, she knew that she, you know, where she put <laughs> where she put uh Agnes, but the fact that this woman took her child from her and delivered her elsewhere without I mean, not to mention the fact she hit her on the back of the head. I mean, but that's that's just yeah, kind of I mean, what you do with Agnes families. didn't bother me because at least she just took Agnes to a good place. Yeah. Um, it it was so 
so so that that was what so should we give her props should we give her props for not holding her over the ledge of a a roof (laughs) we're just taking it where we can get it and maybe that's what liz is doing maybe she's just taking it where she can get it uh well you didn't do what kirk did and threaten threaten my child's life so you're obviously a a plus parent there you go that's a standard (laughs) yay um I think that, or, or have my wedding shot and all that. It's like, you're good. Yeah, I mean. I just, if I were Liz, and maybe this is just Liz and I are wired differently, perhaps. I, but, I mean, she, she's an FBI agent. She's, it's her job to ask questions. Why is she not making sure this is Katerina Rostova before committing felonies for her? Yeah, never mind that, oh, there is Ilya there. He's kind of half dead. I, but I don't know if this guy is Ilya. And she's like, I don't know if that is Ilya. And the woman is like, yeah, this is Ilya. Actually, this is one time he's telling her the truth. That's the one time that Liz doesn't believe her. Uh, but she believes everything else, even though she's being feeding the leads to her. Well, I got the impression that she was trying to help Ilya by by making sure that he stayed there so that Red or the FBI could get to him. Yeah, there was, there was a point there, but it wasn't, and there wasn't even a feel like, you know what, maybe you should stop because you're going to kill him. Um, yeah. But it, one of the things that, that really, that I really like about the episode was that it was very well balanced between the characters, between the pacing of the mm-hmm. story. It was a very nice tied up of all these ends and things that have been happening with with Aram and the wedding and the and the and the tag and Frank Bloom and the other ones going in the apartment and how it all happened. It was it was very well done, very well paced. Um and it had, you know, it had funny lines. It had, it had basically everything. It had even a, 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 an image that was very similar to, to Red walking out in set in in one ten and going into the night. This is Katerina walking in there and telling her that, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be back. Uh, also, remind me a little bit of when when Jennifer left and I said, I'll find you and 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 you know we'll we'll, we'll get this. Um. That's the one thing that I like about the episode. It was it, that balance was excellent. I agree with you. Um, so one of my probably <laughs> one of my entertained spots with it because I I feel like whenever I gripe, whenever I hyper focus on a gripe of mine with a show with anything, if something comes around and they do it right on any level, I like to try to give props. And I've been grumbling and complaining about Agent Park since she showed mm-hmm. up. That she felt like we've we've talked about that she feels like a, a writing tool to get from point mm-hmm. A to point C, and that's all she is. They're not even doing a very good job of covering that up. It's just like, oh, here's our new character. Oh, look, she's here to deliver information. We had a scene in there with her where she just appeared in the car with Random Bay. Her entire purpose was to deliver the information about what's his name, um, uh, Gregory, uh, Gregory Flynn. Flynn, and <laughs> she was there to deliver that. That's all she was there for. It was blatantly obvious. But and this is something that I've read quite a bit about in in all the various blogs and books and such with script writing is sometimes you're going to have those moments, and if you can't get around and give a better reason for the person to be there at least call it out so that people don't your audience knows that you know and it kind of becomes funny then and that's exactly what they did here red's just where'd where'd you come from (laughs) have you been here long (laughs) are we giving you a lift somewhere it just it was so fantastic and i'm not sure they could have pulled it off with anybody but red because james has that I'm monologuing, I'm monologuing, oh, there's someone here, you know? And yeah, I, and, and I've heard hilarious. people say that Red was, like, scrambling and, like, going into dementia mode in there. I don't know where they're seeing that. The guy has done this. He did it with Baldur and the corona of death with um, uh, with like, Lulu McKellen. 
and he was he did it with Baldur and he's he goes on and he rambles about life. He monologues. It's because James is exceptionally good at monologuing. And when you have an actor that's that good at it, you give him the limelight right to do it. Yeah. And and when you need and that the fact that he was monologuing that he was so stuck in his own head made that scene work. Yeah. Where where otherwise it would have just been, "Oh, look, She's only there to give this this piece of information, and then we're kicking her out of the car. Instead of it feeling like, oh my god, really? You couldn't have taken the time to make that a little better? It became funny. It became a joke. In, in a lighter moment in the midst of all the chaos that was happening. Yeah, this. and her look was like, she reminded me a little bit of of when Detective Singleton found him in in his bed, and he was talking about mattress. And he went there and he was complaining to Cooper and 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 Liz about about the mattress stuff and and Cooper is like barely containing. He's like, so you know, don't don't give him up, and that's gonna be it. I just yeah, uh, the actress that plays Park, her face was priceless that entire yeah. It's like that's scene. a rhetorical question, right? <laughs> like you don't expect me to answer that. It was it was a, it was a good good. It had good lines. Um, but it, it, in general, I found myself underwhelmed by the episode. Maybe it was hype as being like, wow, you know, especially from the writer of Requiem. And it might be that we will be analyzing those lines to death as the series goes on and we go back to this, to the things she says. Um... But I am I'm finding myself, you know, as as we go into into season seven, and we're like almost halfway through season seven. I find myself now every day more and more attuned to Red Speak, both in Red and in the writers. And the more you are, you start seeing what they're doing, and you start understanding how they obscure the truth. And, and somebody in Reddit. Um, was saying something that I thought it was interesting. What they're doing is not telling the story. They are stringing you along, not telling a story. And I think that they are telling the story. They're just, whatever they give you, they walk it back. Yeah. So they will make it. I, I disagree with that method. Because this far into it, it gets exhausting. And you hear a lot of grumbling from the fandom over it. The number, I mean, obviously numbers drop off just in general because that's the way numbers work when it comes to long television shows. I mean, it happens with books as well for long series. People just, you know, they find other things. They go other directions. Something's new and shiny. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... I mean, I, I wouldn't be nearly as invested in it still if I weren't doing this podcast. I mean, I I have to watch it tw- at least twice to keep up with everything. I mean, otherwise, I'd probably just watch the episode when I got to it and go along my merry little way. But mm-hmm. it gets exhausting when when it's, oh, this is our person. But it's not. But it is. But it's not. That flip-flop back and forth for season upon season upon season – I've said for a long time, I feel like they picked a central question for the series that didn't have the longevity that it needed. Who is Raymond Reddington to Liz? The way they've gone about it. it well, we basically explore all the things that he's not to her. I guess. I, just, I feel like the way they've approached it hasn't had the legs under it that it could have. And I don't know what direction it should have been. But I, I feel like there might have been a different direction. It's it, just, it's just that the, the the story was more appropriate mm-hmm. for a series with eleven episodes yes. per season, and, and that that is exactly it. the fact that they have to stretch it out to twenty two episodes every season. Which, to be fair, there have been many seasons that I've loved that because it, more blacklist. But mm-hmm. I would prefer fewer episodes of tightly written story than I would. Yeah. Multiple episodes of, of fluff. And more and more of the story when you know that you're going to get 120 episodes. That's what this is going to be. Even You could even do 22 a year if, if you had the number of episodes so you can parse it. 
Yeah. I mean, because, a lot of that's just the network and yes. will and it, they, it, won't it's they? It's the nature of the beast. There's yeah. nothing to be done. I mean, you can you can acknowledge is there, but it's the nature of it. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know, it, it doesn't happen like that in cable. You get, and you know, a tighter... Yeah, exactly. That's why it's much more tightly written over in Cable. That's why they can do stuff like that. And um, you know how many seasons you have. Usually, you get, this is my story, and we're going to do that. But even if you not don't... Not always. Not always. But, I mean, especially things like Netflix that are doing 8 to 10 episodes a season, typically. I mean, uh, I, don't, I, I doubt you've seen it. It's not really your wheelhouse. But there's a show called The Umbrella Academy over there. I the, saw a couple of episodes. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, yeah. But the season is, the first season I totally like liked it. Eight, eight episodes long, I think. Well, even even HBO, Ray Donovan is yeah. like, what, like 10, 12? But it takes place over like three days, five days, something in there. It's, it's been a while since I've seen the show now. But it felt, I mean, when you go back and you're like, wait a minute, that all happened in one episode? Wow. It, it's because they have the ability, they've got, it, it's a, just a different the setup. Is different. Yes. And you know where you're going. You don't have you don't have this. Um so um so that's what I mean it's it's the nature of it. I was underwhelmed. I thought that of all the episodes that I've seen Daniel Saron ride this was good. It may have to be with my expectation that this was going to be explosive. It may be that we're just so getting used to it. But, you know, we've had 310. 310 was a phenomenal clip, I mean, episode. It wasn't even a cliffhanger. It was just beautifully done. They got the, the director out. They dropped him off a plane. It was fun. Actually, those feel better to me than when they leave something hanging in there. Because the other, it just feels that by the time you come back to it, it kind of got the freshness that is out. Well, I think you were the one that made the comment that back in season four with Kate Kaplan, that's where they got off their their rhythm. Because mm-hmm. we used to have, it would be a, uh, a bad guy for half a season and a couple episodes into the, or ha- half, you know, the front half of the season, so about 10 episodes, 11 episodes, and then the first couple episodes back after the winter finale. We would have, like, two or three that were, like, a buffer, yeah. and then we'll start with the next body that would be over by 8 or 10, where depending on where the break was. Yeah. And it was just, it was a rhythm that they had, and it worked very well for them. And then somewhere along the way, they got off of that rhythm. And I think that Megan's pregnancy may have thrown things a little wonky. It it could have been, but I'm I'm I think it was more in season four when they decided to speed up, and that's when they lost Agent Gale, which I thought was you know sad because I still don't really understand what happened there because I, I, they must have got a thing of like speed things up. This is hanging know. on too much. The, the actor seemed to be under the impression he was coming back. Because you yeah. and I, we, we talked to him. We were like, hey, we'd love to have you on the show. And best of yeah. ever, he was interested. Yeah. And then it just, everything yeah, there was, was a, there was a change of direction there. I think they just scraped an entire storyline mm-hmm. and they just advanced it. And by doing that, they had to kill Kaplan and, in 422 instead of doing what it would have gone on to four, 508. And instead, they just started with five with the Garvey in in there instead of in in the five, uh, and and I think that that might have been a different way of doing things. I'm not sure that it worked to their advantage, because the bones were. I mean, it became a joke. I mean, this this bag of bones is going around and around and around and and i guarantee you we haven't seen the end of the of the bag of bones even though they're burned to death and i have a feeling that that might have been something that this katarina is looking for i was talking to someone else the other day that has nothing to do he doesn't listen to our podcast as far as i'm aware he's not on tumblr just he used to watch the show and he called it the bag of bones <laughs> i was like yes <laughs> It's, yep, I mean, it is of- a joke. It's it's something that people just, I mean, again, 
People are exhausted Skeleton with it. The skull in the closet are in a bag of bones. <laughs> it's it's an exhausted storyline is what it comes down to. And that's that's what drives everybody crazy. If you remember at the end of last season, you were like, okay, so is Red Ilian? I was like, yeah, I'm going with it because I just want an answer. Give me a freaking answer. And that's kind of where I... I mean, obviously he's not Ilya. And I, I, I'm I, actually back around to maybe he's really the real Raymond Reddington. <laughs> that's where I've been since season one. I just, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that part of the exhaustion that some of the fan base feels, it has to do with, do we really... If you have been flipping like oh he's her father mm, i don't think he is i think maybe kirk was oh he isn't um he maybe he's red oh no he's not her father is Ilya? no he's not Ilya. you're you get whiplash you're going back and forth you don't know where you're standing i don't have that problem because i believe that he was her father i mean i think that at, only at some point during the kirk arc i thought Man, this guy really believes he's her father. So maybe Red is not her biological father. Maybe this guy is. But it was only for like five episodes that I thought considered that. Well, I mean, that's until they started. They started. He went on the roof with Agnes, and then I said, I don't think so. From pretty early on, I I have said that I didn't necessarily believe that Red was her biological father. I just felt that he was a a father to her. When we started with the Ilya thing, it started to taper away from that. It was like, okay, he's this guy that's been watching over her for her mother. And, and I still say the whole thing with Dom trying to kill his daughter to protect his granddaughter, who he met maybe once, doesn't make any sense. Like, it just does not make sense. This man's a hardened KGB agent. He's a handler. Yeah, well. it's or, or some sort of operative. Yes. He's a handler. He, I, I just don't... I mean, I, I understand that even the hardest of people when they become grandparents sometimes melt, but not to the point where they're like, oh, I think I should kill my daughter. Fake her death, maybe. I don't know. It just... There are no, no, I mean, there is... The, the, the way they use those pronouns is pretty, is pretty normal. I mean, they are just... They're like exactly why your grammar teacher told you to be precise because you're going to end up with a lot of mess if you don't you won't be clear so can we start on whom agent parker i've said what i well, had to say about, about park. agent park it's, it's huh? park but um park i always want to call her parker i know <laughs> um yeah i don't can have much talk about wrestler Oh, yes, please. Let's talk about Wrestler. I was so excited. <laughs> I really was excited with Wrestler. Uh, the question I had was, why on earth did he have Park along for that? She's... I don't know. I think that by now they're like, you know what? Either you're with us here or you're not. Or Red's I mean, going to take care weird. of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do background checks on people and they're not playing, like, games alone because everybody else is, like, weird. Yeah, we work with this criminal guy and we have, like, our memory scramble and we believe stuff. But the other people are weird. So we don't hang up with them. So once you start hanging out with us, that's it. I just, I love that. He scrambled my brains. What do you, scrambled my brains like an egg. What do you mean by that? I mean, he scrambled my brains like an egg. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> the deadpan on that was perfection. It's, I love Diego's acting in general. I, I think he's very good at, at Agent Donald Wrestler. And like that, yeah, well, that he's, moment was perfect. I mean, there's a long way. He left the Boy Scout under lock and key and said, fond memories, but it's the past and we have to let the past go. From now on, I'm going to make sure that this guy never does this to anybody else. And in the process, I also managed to kill the possibility that we'll ever know who did that second memory manipulation on Liz. That's true. Hmm. Jim Rest. Um, <laughs> uh, unless someone else already knows. Um, or I'm Liz sure remembers. Some, I'm sure somebody else, either somebody else knows or Liz will remember. It'll be one of the two. Uh, mm. I'd forgotten about that, though. Let's yeah. Blame that on my brain so, being scrambled by sick. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like the poor guy must be like, you know, I don't like hanging out with you guys. The other chick almost injected me with, with propping <laughs> all, and and then now you you brought this this Kovic. Just let me be an evil Who's villain in peace. Come on. Memories. <laughs> Just let me be an evil psycho villain in peace. Come on. Yeah, and the other guy is like, I'm sorry, Bob, but you know, I gotta read you a sentence. <laughs> So I thought it was absolutely brilliant. The yeah. way I mean, the way he was playing in this episode, I I love this 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 uh, rendition of of wrestler. He's now he's also lighting it up. He's getting humor here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he has for a while. Uh, but you knew something was going to happen with him when he popped off about it at the beginning because there was a lot of animosity there. It was, I mean, and. As well there should be. I mean, he nearly killed <laughs> he nearly killed uh, Hitchens and then actually did. It led to him actually killing her by accident. Which led... <laughs> that was the beginning of the end for him in a lot of ways. That, that whole memory manipulation. And so he may blame Krilov to, yeah. to a degree for it. And so, you know, hey, he did this to me. This is who I've become. Let me show you who I've become and let me make sure you never do this to anybody else again. Well, I think it 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 unleashed who he really was. I mean, I've been saying how long since we've had this podcast, and way before I've been saying he was going to kill someone, and he did. I mean, it was he was like a bomb waiting to explode, and he finally did. Most I'm of sure the straight laced guys are in TV shows. <laughs> when they're that straight laced in a show like this. There's yeah, something. and he wasn't even that stray lace. He was, like, breaking rules right in front. He was just had the impression that he was doing these things because, you know, th- that, that was the rule book he was following, which was convenient when it was for him. But whenever he kind of he needed it, he was bending them. So not that stray lace, only... I, I think that he became more honest by being actually grayer and and more interesting. You know, it's like I always say, he stopped being a a boy scout and became a man with what comes with it, which is things are not black and white. Nothing is that clear cut. And there are moments in which what seems right may not be the right thing. Even what seems to be right may be morally wrong. What may be legal is morally wrong. I mean, what he did to Krilov was pr- very wrong. Legally, <laughs> was terrible. Yet, you know, that's a dangerous guy. Yet he probably protected people doing that. Because who, who's to yeah. say that he wouldn't get out of prison somehow? I mean, that's that's what he was doing when we met him the second time. Uh, he was scrambling. <clears throat> the first time, he was scrambling some guy, making him forget. So that the witness was there in a trial for the mob, but he wouldn't remember anything. And then, of course, he'd probably be going to jail because he couldn't remember and he said something. So they would be like, you're recanting your testimony. It's like, I don't remember anything. And it would be absolutely correct. He didn't remember anything. So there was a mob, a mobster going free for that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, those, it's the same kind of moral that Red has. And it was... It's the first time that I've actually contemplated whether I've always thought Russell was going to end up being Cooper. Now I'm wondering. Oh, you think he might be red? I don't know. I mean, we're getting everybody getting a little bit of taste of red. I mean, Aram always had a band that he was following his own drum that he would, you know, he uh, we've had him as early like season three saying, hey, it feels amazing to, you know, to be hacking into this guy's phone and seeing what the director of national intelligence is doing. That that was, he was fun with those. He was fine with those things. Now we're getting into like, hey, you know, we got a, I got my own little Katerina here doing breaking into places and dancing in people's gardens and all that. So, speaking of Katarina, where do you stand on Blonde Cat? I don't think... uh, Okay, this is going to be complicated. I do not think she's Dom's daughter. 
I do think her name is Katerina Rostova. I do not think. And I do think that she maybe even lives biological daughter, biological mother. <laughs> biological daughter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was Why not? Throw time traveling. Hey, <laughs> uh, that she may be the biological mother of Liz. Because I, there was one thing that always caught my attention. And I just kind of file it in the back of my head as something worthy of note. That Ren always said, you know, that when your mother was pregnant with you, she considered you a curse and wanted to abort the pregnancy. There was not a day that she didn't consider you a, a, a curse, which is a highly unusual way. I mean, generally, I'm a woman that doesn't want a baby would have days, even when she decides to keep the pregnancy and maybe give the baby away or whatever. There, there will be days in which you will feel like, you know, this is a great thing. Or even if I don't want the baby, somebody else is going to take my baby and it will be, make somebody else very happy and the baby will be happy. There is, there is a very strange, um, it's almost like the only way that I feel that we're going into that, consider you a curse every day of a pregnancy, is that if we go into Hannah Hayes, which is... Interesting because that's the episode where we introduce Katerina. Um, so that that it was interesting because this is Katerina was talking about you know her daughter and all this, and, and we're getting Hannah Hay saying you know I that was, I, and she kept the baby, but the baby kept reminding her of what happened. So that's the only way that I can consider that. Because otherwise, people would just say, you know what, yeah, it is, I don't want this, um, but if you're keeping the pregnancy, then you're just going to give the baby away. You you wouldn't keep feeling that it's a curse. So that, to me, gave me, like, I always put it in the back of my head, thinking, this is weird. And then, the moment you're born, she considered nothing new but uh but a blessing. So I, as we started to get further in and I realized, hey, you know, the use of the pronouns is a lot more important than I even thought before. And I started going back over those, I started hearing them more. So your mother thought you were a curse, but the moment you were born, she thought you were nothing but a blessing. So that, you look at that and you start thinking, you know what, maybe there's two, there's, there's two women here. The woman who gave birth to her and didn't want her. And the woman who considered her a blessing and took her in. And just because both are called Katerina Rostova doesn't mean they're the same woman. So I that's where I'm standing. I don't think that she's Dom's daughter. I think she might be Liz's biological mother. Because she also seemed to have had a very close romantic relationship with, with Red. She's in pain, and the and the pain was not in front of him. So I think that it was honest that she didn't really want to hurt him, that she was pain. So there there is a a complex relationship going on there. That's where I'm standing. Where are you standing? Um, I I still am lean towards either that she was a stand-in for Liz's mother or Liz's mother was a stand-in for her, but excuse me, I don't think I think it might overcomplicate it if there was a biological mother and something else, especially as young as she was like I have I mean, I'm not writing it off but I don't mm -hmm. that wouldn't be my go-to uh, because that would be very well, complicated, I think, uh, for for a network television show. And this is already a very complicated show for a network television show. Yeah, it is. But one thing that was interesting is, and I remember you mentioning it as being the theme of of the show in general, and definitely this season when the show when that episode aired was Cooper saying, "She's your relative. We're your family." Chosen family. And, and there's, that's a very important concept that just because somebody is related to you by blood doesn't make them 
your your family. Family is the person who loves you regardless of their emotional. Or there are many kinds of family and they're all as important and should be considered as to how much they love you, not your DNA. But Liz seems to consistently line up with DNA. Yeah. Yes. But the other thing that makes me think that she really might be Liz's mother is that the more you look at this woman act, the more you see Liz in her. I did notice that this episode. There was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but when she was talking to Liz, there was something in her expression that I was like, well, that was Megan right there. It was very interesting. So I will give you that. As of right now, as it stands for me, I don't think that she is... She might have known Liz as a child, but I don't think that she was... She definitely is not the woman who raised her. No, she's definitely not the Katarina that we know. No. Not the Katarina played as a young character by Lotte. Right. That's that's for sure. I um I don't have any doubts in my mind. I I I guess from one or two moments I do get a little bit of like wait maybe but then then something else will be said and I'm like that's not it. Uh, it's very well made and very well articulated, and that's why Liz doesn't understand. Like Dom is not trying to kill his didn't try to kill his daughter. He tried to kill this woman. And I think that this woman is a relative. Uh, That's a possibility. Um, I don't, I think at one time I mentioned that she could be a sister. I don't think so. Um, But maybe a cousin. I think a cousin. Um, I mean, just to get the looks close enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Or she could not be related at all. That's a possibility, but. Now, the the interesting thing in that in that whole scenario is also Red's reaction to when she was killed. I mean, we've seen Red frantic with anxiety over Ilya. Yeah. We saw Red with that speech about the suicide to Katerina and Kate May, which must have been something that he has kept in his heart for twenty five years about what it felt to him when he thought she had killed herself. We, we have seen Red with, like, collapse when Liz saw that. We have even seen Liz, uh, Red when he got the, the tooth on the finger of of uh, Carla Reddington. And, I mean, people live without a finger and a tooth. That's not life-threatening. No, I and that... That really geared his reaction to me, kind of solidified. I mean, been leaning heavily towards it anyway, but it really solidified for me the idea that this is not Liz's mother because otherwise, Red never would have been as okay with her. He didn't want her dead, I don't think, because he no, was ready he, to he get out going and help, to go her. help her. Yeah, but I'm sure he would over. have taken her and say, you know what, I can hide you. Um, I'll get you to a plastic surgeon. You'll change yep. your face. We'll get you a new identity. Nobody will ever find you. Yeah, just go away. Um, but the way the way he sounded so relieved when he told Liz, you can go get Agnes, it's over, she's dead. I mean, he never would have said that if that had been her mother. He never would have... He, He's had some pretty cruel moments over the years. I have vocalized my disapproval of many, but... You have. <laughs> I have. <laughs> um, but I, even I don't think that he would be that jovial. Cavalier about it. Yeah, cavalier. Cavalier is a very good word for it. Over the idea of her mother being dead and never getting those answers. I mean, whether he knew... I mean, obviously he doesn't think that she knows, but... Besides... It, it doesn't matter, the, like, he knows. <laughs> that That's the that's a woman he was saying, like, your mother is not as bad as you think he, he was, she was. She was a confused young woman trying to do the best you can, and... I mean, that's not the same guy saying, like, oh, don't worry, it's all done, she's dead. <laughs> yep. And Ilya's reaction to was like, okay, you know, she's, it's over. I mean, Red's reaction with Ilya was, was 
was far more feeling that it was with anything else. That, you know, with Dembe, with anybody, with Dom, anybody that he has, that he loves or had loved, he seemed to have a modicum of care, even trying to save Cooper in Wrestler, in, in Macrotonita. Every, you know, there is there is an emotion that goes with it that there is none of it in here. Exactly. So I, I yeah, I could see him doing that if she was just this biological mother that wanted to abort her. He convinced her not to, or cajole her not to, or threaten her to not to. See, I, I, and yeah. then it was like, you know what? You've been nothing but trouble since the moment I met you. So I'm fine with that. I, I can't personally see that because he knows how Liz is with biology. But, you know, you never know. Um, so did you did have you anything think else? About, well, we have to definitely talk about Lila's performance. That was unbelievable. She was great. I mean, they were like those tiny little micro expressions at times. It was, I mean, she's really knocking that performance over the park. She's, it's amazing. Um, how about Birdie? Oh, Birdie. Um, that is like, it. I cannot leave you alone with her. I mean, if that wasn't like the best, like, yeah. Reminded me. This reminded me a lot of Kirk with with Odette. Mm-hmm. Like I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I'll be curious to see what happens if Birdie stands off against Liz. I because we don't really know. He's been described as her handler, but that was by a third party that really didn't know, and so we don't know their relationship. Mm-mm. I mean, is he a handler? Is he a friend? Is he a lover? I mean, I don't get the impression that they're romantically involved. Um, but you never I, know. I don't know. I mean, they were posing a husband and wife. Yeah. Or a couple. Yeah. At least a, you know, a couple that, that had been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh... I mean, it could be that he was with her that that was another one but it seems like a little weird not not to say that you wouldn't feel that pain that somebody that you love was killed but I don't think that you would be going over and over like he was killed, he was killed, he was killed because in that moment if, if, if this guy is a husband or a lover you more or less would not want him to get him involved in yet another one with his people that are going to get yeah. him killed. Well, I mean, I got the impression from the get-go that he was employed by her. And, I mean... I got a, I, a brother feel to it for yeah, some reason. I don't know. Friend. I, I'm, still, I'm still very undetermined on that one. It gave me that Odette impression, you know, that was involved with, mm-hmm. with Kirk. It's kind of strange. So it very uh, th- there's a lot of questions. So I think that we have to go into Liz. What well, exactly? Liz. I know, but I'm sorry, with Liz. This is this is uh, this is Liz doing exactly again lining up with answers. Because do you think that is a that is affection or is answers that she wants? I don't think he has affection as much to do with anything. Uh, Liz or Katarina? Liz. Liz, I think she wants answers. Now, I think that her best case scenario includes answers that lead to a relationship with her, either her mother or her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this time, she thinks her father's dead, so her mother's the only, you know... Oh, that was a God. that was a cool line by Katarina. You shot your father. You sure you want to <laughs> shot your mom? <laughs> but I would have said like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> well, if my mom's trying to hurt me, sure. <laughs> the Cooper, I was impressed that Cooper got all that, and he's like, I know what you're doing. The the funny thing is like, I will march her right into this, and you know, and at the same time, he's like. 
woman, didn't you just walk her out of there and let her free? She just killed two very stupid FBI agents. Yeah, I mean, um, it's... And that's the thing, is that she... And that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode that we... You know, at the beginning of the podcast. That I would be damn sure that this is actually my mother. And that my mother was worth committing a felony for. Because she's now... She did. She helped them escape after they killed two FBI agents. Who were from the post office, by the way. Because these people have to be so deeply clear to be in the post office with Reddington. Yeah. And they were getting their orders directly from Cooper. The post office was in their phone, so the, the, the number was calling their cell phone as the post office. These were people she knew, that she saw day in and day out. And she just walked their murderers out and got them out. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it's... The, Liz's moral compass is seriously compromised. Whenever the truth comes before anything, she will choose the, cho- the truth. Well, that, that's what she said to Cooper. She said, I'm not on Katarina's side. I'm not on Reddington's side. I'm on the side of the truth. That's all she wants. Yeah. The and problem is that fair, she's defining truth in a weird way. Yeah. She, she jumps on things very quickly. And Where... believes what she wants to believe. Yeah. You know, because what what is... She be, she wants a truth that it, it's related to certain facts. And she had... I mean, she went a long way with, with reading, understanding. You know, the truth is that... Whoever, and, and Ressler told her that. The truth is that he's a man who loves her very much. And that is the truth. That is a fire. That's the nurture part that should be more important than than the DNA. I mean, the truth of who your father is or your mother is is not the DNA you have. That's a part of the truth. But whoever is the the man or the woman that was raising you, that's your father. And. The, the person who has been with you, who have been ready to give up their lives for you, that's a father. That's the person who's there for you. That's a friend. Uh, Liz has done this with Jennifer. And I, you know what I feel about Jennifer. I think that Jennifer used her and got that little thing done like Howard did with Tom. And now this woman is doing the same. He's a, yeah, he's not Reddington. He's an imposter. And we're going to find it together. And together is like the magic word for Liz. She went with Jennifer. She went with Kirk. Whatever it is together, she goes for it. And what Tom, I think, anchor her to, this is not important. I don't know who that woman is, but she was just a person who abandoned me. I don't, that's not who I am. Oh, none of these people would have gotten anywhere if Tom had been around. So, I did a background check, and then I did one of my background checks. (laughs) Yeah, there was was a a sense, I mean, not that Tom didn't do a bit of that when when Howard managed to convince her that uh, Scotty was a complete body double created by magic. Um, (laughs) And that he didn't even notice that his wife was not his wife. I mean, come on, and, and 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 it worked. I mean, but it's an emotional part. It will work because you're you're offering them. I'm your daddy, and I love you. I'm your mommy. Let's exactly. go again. But that guy is not real. That and is, that's, that's a double. That's why she needed Tom. That's what he did with Kirk. Was okay. I understand you're having this emotional reaction to it, but let's look at this logically. He held our daughter off a roof. <laughs> Do you really want to go through and take any sort of risk for this man ever? He held our daughter off a roof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what would I do for him? Push him off a roof. That's I know, I mean, to me. Tom would have. <laughs> Bye. Give <laughs> yep. him oh. have a chance he would have. Oh, you fell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry he slipped. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I don't know. He just like stabbed himself in the back like five times. You know, and then and then pulled a gun out and shot himself in the head three more times. Amazing. What can I say? Yeah, he was determined. <laughs> he was determined. And then jump off a roof. 
<laughs> it's you know it was impressive i am impressed <laughs> yeah i mean it's a tom without tom liz is really having no moral anchor and it's funny because for red the moral anchor is liz and he has somewhat lost liz tom was liz moral anchor so this actually segues very well into something i wanted to talk about um so i know the rabbit last... hole yeah uh well i mean it is and it isn't um so last week we had red making the comment about you know the that liz needs to basically get a personal life that mm-hmm. tom's gone that he's been gone for a while now and she, he wants her to be happy kind of thing and i was like oh well all right you know mentioning tom after like what season and a half two seasons of not mentioning him i mean it's been yeah it's only been, been two years and one of them um, she was in a coma but yeah yeah but it's it's been a while since they mentioned him and mm-hmm. i was like all right you know put it in the back of my mind and then the week following, immediately, Liz mentions him. This, you know, the reason my husband Tom and I chose this place was because it had access to the, uh, to the whatever. That would uh, be very dumb the, to do. It, oh, very. And um, when it was him who chose that apartment because she was. Remember that was a mm-hmm. deleted scene that it, it was, was him who chose it. Yeah. But anyway, the thought process there was okay. So we've got it twice within two weeks after silence. That's always a tell for the blacklist. I think it's one of two things. Um, and also, there's also been chatter. I haven't read the articles because I refuse to read anything coming out of the Johns anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you have but to take I, them with a grain of salt or a mountain. It's exhausting. Or... I just I can't. Um, but Eisendrath was, had an had a, a article come out fairly recently talking about, you know, are they going to give Liz any sort of a love life? And he's, he had some sort of, I can only imagine it was a snarky comment. It came across really weird. You could never tell when it's in print. But it was like, oh, because you've brought this up, we're going to do this now. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's not something you just decide on a whim because an interviewer brings it up. So I don't know if he was teasing the interviewer or what the deal was, but that was stated. So I think it's one of two things. Either they are gearing towards this, that they're bringing someone new in and they're going to give her a new romantic interest. I have a lot of trouble with that just because they've got... Maybe they will do it with Wrestler. Hang on. They've got one season at the most two left in them. Mm-hmm. They're not... Like, anything that they try to build up at this point, it's not going to have legs i mean it's just it's not and it, especially if they bring someone new in it's it, i'm ready to be disappointed in that but but basically they wouldn't be able to build someone up you know bring someone in and build him up to be that for her and i think that'd be the only reason to bring someone in for her is to give her that and they half a season to a season and a half they just don't have that kind of time uh, especially in the midst of everything that's going on the second possibility which is potentially less likely I don't know if I'm saying that because I don't want my heart to break all over again or because it is actually less likely is that they've worked out a deal with with Ryan and that he's going to come back as a guest and Tom is not really dead I, I would love for it to be the second option. And if it is, you will hear me shouting from the rooftops whenever it happens. <laughs> Either from Texas or California, you will hear me shouting. Because that, that would, for all my complaints, a lot would be forgiven. Mm. But, uh, because the, it, it would circle around nicely, I think, yeah. for Katarina. Well, it is. It is. Uh, it, it's definitely being a line of a parallel that they've been that they've been drawing there. Um, there is there is element there, you know. And and the other option a lot of people are discussing is is it is it wrestler that is gearing to be that? The problem is that wrestler doesn't really anchor Liz. He seems to be the opposite. He seems to make her into the worst her that can be. Well, I mean. It- if he can't anchor as a partner, he can't anchor as a romantic partner. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like he's like, well, I investigated. You know, you two are like the the they should you should be called Bull and Buller in the China Chop. I mean, that would be your your the name of of the partnership because you two go in there and you just like basically destroy whatever you go. You know, it's like wrestler is like. Hey, I'm investigating this guy. Hey, I got some Russian asking about me. Instead of just saying, uh, you know what? I'm going to call the attention of this to Cooper or maybe to Red. But I got to say this to someone because anybody looking for that, maybe I should mention that to Liz so that she stops looking for her mom because it can be dangerous. Um, no, no, no. I keep my mouth shut when I don't have to. And when I have to, I don't. That's wrestling in a nutshell. In a nutshell. So that I don't think that they're going there. Um, and Aram, it's not a moral anchor for Liz. It would not be a romantic relationship, but it's definitely not a moral anchor for Liz because no. they're all going into like this. How how much <gasps> red can we get? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Goodness. Well, I think that's about all I've got left in me. Sorry, guys. Well, it's, it's... <laughs> it's not. It's not a lot, but I can. I can say, um, of all the Serrani episodes, I think that this is my. It's it's so weird. It's not my least favorite. It was a solid episode, fun and and fun to watch and rewatch. I my complaint is simple, and I acknowledge that I'm being a baby. I wanted more, uh, more mythology, and I didn't get it because I wasn't convinced by I'm your mom, and you know I wanted yeah. to give you away because she has been referring to her as Elizabeth the entire time, and now suddenly it's like I love you, Masha. Oh please, yeah, I love you. Right before I conk you in the head. Yeah, I'm exactly. calling for Birdie to conk you on the head, but yeah, I love you. Well, he just went too far. Yeah. I didn't want that, even though I was talking into my doll that has the... the, the... And who, by the way, she didn't tell him about it. I'll keep... I know. I know. It's, I was just here to get to know you. Yeah. By spying on you. <laughs> yeah. It was... Uh, what can I say? You know? I mean, we know that... You know, there is a possibility that this is the real Katerina. I don't think it is. And if she is, I suspect that Katerina will not be very different from this. But I expect a modicum of interest. I mean, Carla Reddington had more interest in Liz. And like her actual, I mean, she was like saying, when are you going to tell her? It was, you know, she seemed excited to be talking with her. And then when, when Red appeared, she was like throwing daggers at him. This woman was like, yeah, conquer on the head. So. Yeah, it wasn't, let's see if we can talk this down, which she was. She had already proven she could talk her down. Yeah. And, but nope, let's just render her unconscious because brain damage. Why not? Yeah, well, besides, it's not like she hasn't had quite a bit of conks on the head. But yeah. To be fair, all of these characters have been unconscious so many times, like, the brain damage is unreal. Mm. Maybe that's why they do what they do. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're doing, what they're doing. That you, There's something there, you know? <laughs> Don't get conk on the head. Well, I mean, because every time you're unconscious, that is a concussion, even if it's a mild yeah. one. And that's a bruising to the brain. That is brain damage. Remember when Brasser was hit by a car? Like, it was a season. He was hit by a car, like, three times in that season. I think it was, like, season four Brass or five. Hit by cars a lot. Russ also hits people with cars a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's he like... He loves to hit things with cars. Wait, whatever. You gotta give to get, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Russ. And Cooper's oh, been saying that. We gotta give to get now. They're all make, becoming Reddington. Oh, my gosh. Well, um, do you have anything else? Nope. I don't have anything else. Okay. Well, uh, we are on winter finale, or winter finale, winter break for a while. And so we, uh, we wish you guys happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, 
Any other? And stay tuned. We might do one special um, during the break. Uh, we're not sure. We'll we'll let you know, guys. So keep uh, checking on us and let us know if you want us to talk about something. Yeah, definitely. And you can catch us on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, and Tumblr. And listen to us on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud. And that's right. it. Have a very lovely Christmas, Hanukkah, um, Festival of Lights, and I'm sure that there's a, a tent that I can't remember yes. anymore. Yes, etc. Just yeah. assume that we are saying Holidays. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>